do we have the right to imagine that they will treat customers better because they are basing their business on sort of a cruelty-free paradigm? This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a book or solving the climate crisis to get people's attention, you need to tell your story creatively. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative stories and solutions. Through creativity, compassion, and collaboration, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Today's episode is another Vegan Life Solutions episode, and I am of two minds about it, actually, because this is something that is, uh, it's kind of plaguing me a little, and I'm not sure I should be recording this episode, but by gum, I'm going to do it. Here it is. The question I'm pondering is, do we or should we have an expectation that vegan businesses will treat us better? In other words, will they, by their nature, by being vegan, by wanting to respect all life, by wanting to uh, be kind as, as a, a bannerhead, as a spearhead for what they do, do they owe us better treatment than other businesses do? And here's the thing. We also then have to t- take into account smaller businesses. A lot of startups, a lot of vegan businesses are small. There aren't that many that are ginormous, like, of course, Amazon or whatever. But here's the thing. Do we have the right to imagine that they will treat customers better because they are basing their business on sort of a cruelty-free paradigm? And I have a special thing to talk about today. So there's a business with kind in their name. I'm going to just say that right right off, right off the bat. Uh, and they sell these vegan, cruelty-free, apple cider-based gummies. And I love them. I love the product. I think the product is amazing. And here's where things get a little bit more challenging. Okay? Uh, I am someone who I buy things in advance so that I know I'll have them. And I usually buy this product from Amazon. I will be honest, I do that. And here's the thing about Amazon. When I buy something and the product is bad, I get to return it for a full refund and off we go. That's how that is. But there, Amazon ran out of this one gummy that I love. And so I went, okay, let me go to the source. And I'll buy three bottles. Great, they were on sale. I bought three bottles. I thought this is going to be awesome. And by the way, if you're hearing noises, it's because once again, I am recording this outside <laughs> in my car. Uh, super fun to do that. Anyway, so so here's the thing. I am going to leave all of this open to 
if, if they do resolve the situation to my satisfaction, I will readdress this on the show in the coming weeks. But I'm recording this today because of how things are going, right? So I got the three bottles of these in, in-kind vegan apple cider vinegar energy gummies, and I went to open one up, and it was putrid, Okay, there's white mold growing on the gummies themselves and the smell, I can't even call it a smell, it's a stench. And the stench that's coming out of the bottle is disgusting. Now, I've bought these before, so I know what they're supposed to look like. I know what they're supposed to smell like. I know what they're supposed to taste like. I didn't even try to taste these. It's disgusting. There is no possible way that this could be something anyone would say, yes, you should ingest that. It's foul. Here's the thing. I contacted them. I contacted the company and I and I said that. I said, hey, these gummies have turned. They're terrible. They've got this white mold growing on them and they smell putrid. And instead of going, oh my goodness, yeah, our bad. Let us get you a UPS sticker so that you can return this. What I got was, oh, uh, We'll get you a, a, a we'll get you the thing that you have to do to return it, but you have to pay for shipping. Oh, and you're going to have to take it to the post office yourself. Now, is this a many, many thousands of dollars item? No, of course not. It's not. But it is a $60 set of items, and they're putrid. It's not like I went, oh, I didn't want it after all. I wanted it. Would love to have it. Here's the thing. Because the business is vegan, I'm like... In my mind, the kindest thing should be, hey, let us take care of this. So sorry, our bad. We're going to take care of it right now. We're going to send you a UPS sticker or a USPS sticker. Just please put it back in the box and someone will come back and pick it up for you and you don't have to worry about it again. We're so sorry. And if they really wanted to go the extra mile, they'd say, oh, and let us send a bottle of one of ones that we know are still good to you with our apologies. We should not have sent you a product that's completely unusable and has turned putrid. If it were me, that's what I would do. My my policies are if I get if I send you something and it comes broken, I return it and then I include something else that is useful to you as part of it. Why? Because I aim to give great customer service, kindness above all else. They're not saying that. They're going, oh, you know, we're going to have to do it this way. And so I've talked to people, I've sent emails, and the response continues to be, well, there's supposed to be like a powdered sugar on each gummy, and they're not bad. And I'm like, I can tell that they're bad. I am happy to show them video of me dumping the gummies into my compost bucket, right? I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm not going to use them. I'm not trying to cheat them. I either want gummies that I paid for or I want my money back, but I don't want to have to go spend two hours going to the post office and paying shipping on my own for something that is wrong on their part, right? These gummies have turned. They are bad. And so, so that's the question then. Do I have the right to expect that? Do I have the right to expect that a business will do that? Well, in my mind, any business should do that, that if they have any sort of a refund policy, you should not have to pay the money to send the stuff back and you should not have to go and actually go to the post office. They should have taken the one for the team. You know, they should have taken the hit on that and gone, yeah, we are bad. These are these gummies have turned. They're probably health hazard somehow. 
we are not going to make you do any extra work because we care about customer service. In my mind, any business should do that. That is That should be the response that you get when a company has sent you something edible that has turned. That should be the response right out the gate. It wasn't the response. And now they've doubled down because both the phone call and the con- communication with the supervisor has done that. So not only do their frontline people not have the power, they're not empowered to do this kind of thing, but then the supervisor is not empowered to do it either. And, you know, they don't necessarily know that I have a podcast or whatever, and that I have a platform to talk about this stuff, but it doesn't matter. What matters is how they treat their customers. And if the company policy is, you know, and it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? The company policy is, oh, we'll refund it, but you have to do all the work of doing it when they're selling edible things and those things can go bad and they don't have any sort of policy that says we're going to take care of our customers, that's not customer service. That's not customer facing. And I get that you are a startup or that you are not doing well or whatever that whatever it might be. If you start a business in today's climate, if you have a business in today's climate, customers expect better care than they used to get. It used to be, oh, you don't like it? Tough noogies. Now, <laughs> now we all have a platform to talk about this stuff. And so I ask again, do I have the right to expect that a vegan business would be better able to serve their customers or, or would have policies that are designed to serve their customers? I think I do. I really think I do. I think all businesses should have that as the forefront, particularly if you're selling something that someone can eat that can make them sick, right? If you're selling something like that, your policies should be, hey, if we've done something wrong, if something, if, if our product is in any way bad, we are going to take care of you. That should be the policy, particularly if you're selling something that could potentially make someone ill if they ingest it. That doesn't seem to be the case with this business. And I am disappointed because I, again, I love the products, vegan gummies. I, I take the vitamins. I take the energy. I take the, the stuff that helps you lose weight. I chew them and I love it because I hate taking pills. So I thought, oh my goodness, these, these products are terrific. And I went, let me buy them directly from the source when Amazon was out of them. And so, yeah, psychologically and philosophically, I think they should be taking care of me. And yes, I have this platform to talk about this, but I think it's important for us to think about. If you are operating a business, you need to be taking care of your customers. If you're operating a vegan business, maybe the whole point is you're animal facing first. In other words, take care of our non-human animals at all costs. Got it. I, I support that. And if you're selling something that's ingestible, that could potentially make someone ill if they eat it and they tell you, hey, this is turned to go, oh, we'll give you your money back, but you have to pay us for shipping, just doesn't make any sense to me, right? I think that we need to be very careful about how we do business in today's social media, everybody can be a media company environment. If when you're looking at that, you have to be very careful and either that or don't have a don't have a return policy. And here's the thing. If you don't have a return and refund policy, then I, I would know that and I would go, I'm not buying from you. You would you would uh, remove people would sort of uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? They would select themselves out. They would go, OK, I don't want to do business with a company that if they sell me something bad, it's all on me. 
And maybe that they're hoping, you know, oh, that won't happen. It might not happen, but you have to think about it. You have to give thought to how all of this works. And if you don't, what are you doing? This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. All right, I'm updating this to add, I promised you an update if I got one between when I first recorded the episode and when the episode airs a few days later. And here is what actually happened. Unbeknownst to me, the company decided to go ahead and send a UPS person to come by and pick up the package. Now, luckily I was home because I didn't know about it. They decided this and did not send me an email or call me or text me or anything to say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to send somebody to pick up the package. Luckily, I was home. The person came by and uh, said, hey, uh, I'm here to pick up a package. It's about two pounds. And I went, ah, and and luckily I had the box and all the packing materials with me and, or right nearby, put everything in the package, taped it up, handed it to him, and, and it was gone. Now, what was interesting was I didn't even think about what was going to happen after that. Were they going to refund my money? What what was happening? And the next day, I received another package with another three bottles. Would I have preferred to have been given my choice of do I want a refund or do I want more bottles of the same stuff? I would have preferred the refund, and here's why. These bottles smell off too. Not as bad as the previous bottles that were just putrid, but still bad. And so if if it were me, if I were queen, I would say full refund and then choice. Do you want us to send you another bottle just on us? That would have been the right thing to do. As it is, there's been no, I'm sorry, there's been no, nothing like that that has indicated that that there was any issue. It was a little odd. I'm not exactly sure how to handle that except for to go, well, I I have been a loyal customer of theirs for years now and I buy four different products every month. So I love their products and keep buying them. And unfortunately, now I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I I don't honestly don't know because I believe in supporting companies who support their customers. That's one of the most important things to me. And if you're a company that either uh, kind of, I don't know, disregards your customers like that, I'm not sure I want to do business with you. And I get that things are tough all over. I completely understand. And I am an entrepreneur myself. And I find it sometimes exhausting, to be very honest, to serve my customers as well as I feel like I ought to be or can be serving my customers. It can really tire you out. So I get it. And still, I think we owe it to our customers. Maybe you have a smaller customer base who you treat really well and they have and have them be like me that buys four products a month, every month, which is a lot of money. Or you try and go for a shallow base. You know, do you want to go mile deep or a mile wide? And I guess this company is trying to go more mile wide and maybe that works for them. I hope it does. I hope I wish them success because any company that's vegan, I wish success to. But I really did want to 
sort of shine the light on this and say, okay, again, in trying times, and this is another point, what kind of customer service do we owe to our customers? And what kind of customer service are our customers owed? Like as a consumer, what do you, what do you have the right to expect? And as a company owner or a worker who may not be empowered to make those decisions, what kind of customer service can you be expected to give? And I, I don't know if I'm going to keep buying these products. I love them, except for the ones that were putrid. I love the products. So it's an interesting conundrum. And I'm going to have to decide and give it some thought over the next few weeks and maybe months before I have to reorder any of these products and see. All right, on to part two of this episode, the review of the Cloudy Donut Company. Okay, now I'm ready for the second part of this episode, and I'm very excited to talk about a company where I do feel like I was seen and heard, and I am just delighted, and that is Cloudy Donuts. I I love doing reviews of places where ah, I enjoyed the heck out of myself, and in this case, I truly, truly did. My husband and I went to Cloudy Donuts, which is an all-vegan donut shop that's open. It's There's a Baltimore location. There's a Brooklyn location. It's open, I think, only Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And they have new, all-vegan, all-cruelty-free, no-animal-products-at-all donuts every weekend. This weekend, this past weekend, which was the 17th through the 19th of March, they had blueberry pound cake muffins, muffins, donuts, strawberry champagne, which I did not get and I wish I had, peach lemon cream, toasted coconut sugar berry. And there was also the Baltimore had strawberry, blueberry, cookie butter, raspberry lemonade, sounds amazing, powder jelly and sugar berry. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, first of all, did the donuts taste amazing? Oh my stars. Yes, they did. Oh, one thing that they did not that they did not uh, list as being available was Bananas Foster, which was a donut that made me uh, glad that I'm alive. It was so incredibly delicious. If you're ever able to get one of their Bananas Foster, it does have alcohol in it, full disclosure. Uh, but wow, so beautiful. Uh, the combination of tastes, everything was incredible. Everything I had was amazing. The peach was amazing. The blueberry pound cake was another one that made me thrilled that I was alive. And everything tasted. Uh, uh, Rich's, my husband's cousin, actually went ahead and bought the donuts and gave one to her husband without telling him that they're vegan. And he was like, oh, these are great, which is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, because yeah, it's a little weird that she had to lie to him in order to get him to eat it. But it is what it is. There are lots of people who think about veganism and and go ew and, and without realizing it's food and it's delicious but uh the thing about this the reason i'm talking about this vegan life solutions is that a lot of times we find ourselves in situations where you know everybody's going to be having a breakfast or a brunch and you have to bring something and you go well everyone's eating donuts and i don't have any donuts to eat why don't i have any donuts to eat because vegan donuts are hard to come by good vegan donuts and I'm here to tell you, this place, wow. And they do a mail order and things like that. So, and you can walk in. So I highly recommend, I'm going to put the link to them, Cloudy Donuts, their Instagram feed in the show notes because it's amazing. And everything I had, the toasted coconut was maybe a little too sweet, I admit, but everything else was just outstanding and delicious. So 
I'm here to tell you that that it's possible. It's possible to have vegan food uh, that approximates non-vegan food in ways that are even better than the non-vegan version of the food. I, I just amazing. You you would be amazed and thrilled to eat these donuts, and I'm excited to bring that to you. And I apologize in, in advance, or actually, now that you've listened all this far. My apologies for the first part of this episode because it it feels like I'm I'm boohooing and I'm really not. I am philosophically wondering what we expect from vegan businesses and how different they will be than non-vegan businesses as far as how they treat their customers. You know, there's a philosophical discussion to be had all about that. But I'm thrilled to pieces to give you the cloudy donuts review because wow, it's so good. The, and and here's another thing. This is something that I wanted to mention. When they saw that I was ordering a bunch, before I said anything about having this show and having this platform to talk about uh, vegan restaurants, like I do often review vegan restaurants, before that, they saw that I was ordering a, a number of donuts and they included extras. So I said, oh, and I want a toasted coconut. And the woman talking to the woman who was filling the box said, ah, put that, put two toasted coconuts. And I said to her, oh, I just wanted one. And she goes, I know this one's on me. And how different, right? Like she, how different from the first part, right? How she just went, you know what? You're buying these donuts. I'm just going to include something extra for you just because. And I went back and got more because that's how I roll. And she said, you look familiar. And then I ordered a, a peach donut, peach donut hole actually. And she put two in again. And that's the point. It's like, we are interested in serving our customers. We are interested in doing the right thing and going extra. We want to go further than what's possible into delighting our customers. And that's the juxtaposition of these two different companies, right? The first one, yeah, they are making me really frustrated. The second one, Cloudy Donuts, just delighting me, delighting me. And as soon as I'm starting this 12 week long cleanse starting tomorrow. Uh, and that means that I won't be able to go back to cloudy donuts for a number of weeks because donuts are not on the list of approved foods, but I'm going to keep you going. I'm going to talk to you about this journey because it's going to be very raw foodie and lots of yoga. Also obviously still all vegan. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about what happens to me as I do this, because I think this is necessary for all of us. This notion of how am I doing? Checking in with yourself. Am I okay? Am I doing well? And am I feeding myself in a way that's serving me? Very important. Okay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you've got thoughts, by the way, about vegan businesses versus non-vegan businesses and what we as customers can expect from those vegan businesses, I would love to hear it. Drop me a voicemail and uh, the links are in, the link is in the show notes. You can actually leave a little voice message. And if you do, I'll put it on the show because I would love to get a discussion about this going. I think it's an important one to have about vegan businesses and what we can expect as far as customer service. Until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg reminding you, as always, to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in.
Thank you.